You gotta beat the man. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. With a million. WWPod, Mike, James, Monday Night Raw in the bag. The second one after Raw, we weren't fandangoing as much. Uh, yeah, a bit on that later. It got to number 43 or 44 on the charts in the end. Um, so we helped a bit. I was so upset that it didn't make the top 40. I was because uh, there was all because at one point because uh, I I remember speaking to you about this when you rang me and told me about the whole Fandango thing I thought this is the best thing ever I know it was uh, and and apparently now what was it it got to thirteen if not it was at higher. number eleven on the iTunes chart up to number eleven I think like the one time I checked and then somehow didn't even make the top four I, I think bizarre. yeah I think it peaked. Uh, on the Monday and Tuesday, then it kind of went a bit downhill, not as many people doing it, um, unfortunately. Um, well, the thing is, if it made it to 43, right? Yep. 43 was the chart position of the first ever single by The Darkness. So based on that, Fandango's follow-up album is going to be huge. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Um, well, <laughs> I, I mean, I believe, let's talk I, about I believe, Fandango. I believe, I believe in a thing called Fandango. Just listen to the way of Fandango. Yep. My new ringtone, my new ringtone. Mike's new ringtone, ladies and gentlemen. It's Did... so great. Whenever I get a phone call, it's just the most elaborate pseudo-homosexual call in the world. <laughs> So what, what did you think of the fan, now, Fandangoing was cool. I mean, people were doing it. Uh, I, I believe, I think, up in Scotland, one of the big football games there, um, if I remember reading the report, they played Fandango over the air. I the also I heard talk that Everton, apparently, they originally refused to, but then the fans got really pissed off, and so they played it after the match. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a strange just one, that. brilliant. But WWE kind of... Did what did you think of the Monday Night Raw segment about the fandangoing? Um, I'm only asking you. I was fucking furious. So was I. I wasn't furious. I I thought. I mean, it was a bit like they 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 pushed it, and I know it sounds like I'm moaning and I'm a smark and I'm a wrestling fan, and you know, uh, where 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 yeah, you just sit in your basement and comment on stuff. But for me, it kind of made it a bit uncool to be a fan to do the fandango, if that makes any sense. I thought it was very strange. I mean, let's be honest. This song has, says one way or another, to what level or another, has become this massive hit around the world. So, And here's a guy who at first wasn't getting a hell of a lot of heat. Suddenly you have a ready-made baby face. He comes out on camera says, do you want a Fandango with me? Do you want a Fandango with me? Everyone goes, yes! And they absolutely adore it. They sing the theme tune. And yet he still ends it with a heel thing. Oh, I, I couldn't believe it. I could, yeah, but the playing devil's advocate, if he did do the Fandango, it would just be his gimmick, and he would be really six months down the road, no more over than a Santino in terms of being a serious contender. Maybe tell that to Daniel Bryan, and yes, 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 very true, Mike. That's very true. You've uh, you've counteracted with a better argument, therefore you win. Okay, now um, it's it's a weird thing. Fandango is never going to be seen as seriously as. 
Daniel Bryan, obviously, because Daniel Bryan's an incredible wrestler, and we don't really know that much about Fandango's in-ring work at the moment, unless you're being an XT fan, in which case Johnny Curtis, his old ring name, same guy, it turns out, uh, then indeed you'd know a bit more. I haven't seen much of his work as Johnny Curtis, and none of us really have as Fandango. But either way, if you've got a ballroom dancing gimmick, you're not going to be taking that seriously anyway. And here is suddenly, it looks like it could be cool. Run with it. I fucking run with it. I couldn't believe it when they had him still do it here. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, but I completely run with it. I love the fact that they showed the videos. For me, that was good. What I didn't like was they made it such a big deal. Jerry Lawler announced him and then do the Fandango. It, it, I, for me, it felt like they were pushing it a bit too much. They got the corporate brush out and smeared the fandangoing, if that makes sense, you know? And they kind of pushed it too much, realising it was a big deal, rather than just Fandango comes out, maybe mentions it has a match, people chant Fandango, rather than them trying to really, really push it and shove it down your throats. That's what I felt about that segment. In my head, if he had come out, did exactly everything he did, but then had a match, it would have been fine. It would have been fun. I, 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 to be honest, this is one of the few times where I kind of think, milk it for all it's worth. Because he's, he's never going to go over serious if he stays as he is. He's a boring dancing wrestler. Yeah, and, and the fandangering, unlike the yes chance, I, I reckon, come SummerSlam, it, it, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was no more, if that makes sense. Fair enough. You, you reckon it's like a temporary bit. You, you yeah. don't think it's going to stick. I think, I think. I think. Well, I do think though. There's a very good chance when we get uh, around to um, Raw in London next week uh, that. Oh, it's going to be massive. I reckon it might be, which might pick it up a bit. But I mean, the big test is going to be, um, you know, like a month from now, the middle of May or the end of May, to see if they're, they're still doing it. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. Will it stand the test of time? I mean, the yes chance did. They started on the Raw after Mania, and well, they're still going. So, it's a tricky one. I mean, you are absolutely right that he's not going to be looked at in the same serious way as Daniel Bryan because they're because they're they're completely different. But at the same time, the thing about Daniel Bryan is that it's novel and fun, and it turns out they were very lucky that Daniel Bryan plays it perfectly. He couldn't do it any better the way he's embraced the yes thing or the no thing or everyone to call it. He does it fantastically because he's an incredibly talented guy, so it turns out. With Fandango slash Johnny Curtis slash whatever his real name is, I can't remember, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's got to be worth a try. I mean, when you think about it, and I know I've said this a few times now, when we're talking about a bizarre gimmick who we don't know if he's that good a wrestler... And all of a sudden, it's there on a plate for them. It's there on a plate that he's getting cheered and people want to see him as a face and they don't run with it. Where, even if it lasts 10 minutes or not, I can't see why he wouldn't go with that. No, I can't I, work it out. Agreed, agreed. Nor can I. I cannot work it out. No, no you put it that way. Um, yeah. Well, 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 I, still, I still had that feeling they're shoving it down our throats in terms of, uh, you know, that I don't... But hey, um, we're gonna. Well, I guess time will tell uh, with Mr. Fandango. If it turns out that you're absolutely right that they shove it too much down our throats, and that I was wrong, or if it turns out that they do shove it down your throats and it, they make a big difference and it works, and and I was right, then maybe you and I 
should I tell why don't if I if it turns out I'm right that yep. they go with it and it was brilliant. Yeah. You owe me something, and then we'll have like a little a WWE pod bet on how it's going to turn out, Fandango. How about that? Okay, and um, uh, when, did, when did, should we say SummerSlam? SummerSlam sounds good. If Fandango, is, if people are still singing, if Fandango becomes an over baby face by SummerSlam, or if it's totally forgotten about and never heard of again, what will the result be? Email us. Email us. We need to pick something that one can give the other. <laughs> yeah, bad, yeah, bad choice of words there, Mike. Bad perfect, choice of words. Perfect. If if I'm right, you shag me. If I'm right, we, you get the idea. Perfect. That's what we'll call it a shag on the pole bet. Yes. Um, where's Black Rain when you need him? So. Oh, he, oh, God, he's not involved in this bet as well, is he? No, no, no. It's, it's all right. It's all right. He's he's uh, he's uh, in in a gold car with Roddy Piper at the moment. Um. Because I'll be honest with you, of all the people I ever thought about going gay for, Dustin Rhodes wasn't one of them. Okay, if if you could have a date with any male wrestler, Mike, who would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Probably The Rock. It's a good one. Uh, that's, that is a good one. Um, very, yep. Uh, well, poor Rock, he's you... still injured, isn't he, as well? Yes, what's happened? He's torn his stomach in... He's, he's torn Xbox Aiders in... What happened? Uh, he's torn his muscle. I think he's torn his stomach. He's got, uh, well, I think a hernia as well. But he's not. He's muscling through it. Um, uh, no pun intended. And uh, he's indeed. He's filming Hercules. Uh, I believe it. I believe. And he's he's just going to carry on without surgery, which is interesting. Um, oh. And then, interestingly, not this raw, but um, the raw after Mania. Even though Rock wasn't there, they did tease another match, which makes makes me wonder. I'd imagine it's not going to be at next year's Mania. Maybe SummerSlam, if it does ever happen. But they still teased it, didn't they? Oh, well, they talked about a Rock Cena 3, yes. Yeah, uh, once in a lifetime. Yes, although Cena himself made that point, remember? Yes, uh, yes, including his heel turn dance. I thought that was good. Oh, when he said a bit of a heel turn, uh, <laughs> the crowd exploded. I thought that was brilliant. It was. That, that bit of a heel turn? Hey! Yeah, absolutely. And there's a reason they're all cheering. Just give it a try, WWE. I don't even think... I've always said, I don't even think... Because all this charity work he does, you know, he, he's, he's everyone buys his T-shirt, including probably me, come next Monday. Yeah. But I don't think he needs to be a... He, he needs to, to, to be a heel in... Um, uh, to to make the crowd cheer him, it's just I mean they 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 once again I think the third week in a row arguably they were chanting boring at some point. Hmm. Now um yeah and I I just think he need, he needs to have he needs to have that edge. I mean let's be honest, Stone Cold never got boring. Bearing in mind Stone Cold and The Rock never got boring. However, these two weren't on top as long as Cena. So I I just I just think he needs to have you know some kind some some kind of an edge. I don't know what that is. But um, how would how would you do that? If uh, do you gradually introduce it? I mean, what do you think? Um, whatever it whatever it would whatever it would be. Well, you could argue that the PGA is partly to blame. Maybe, but to be honest with you, you still get some people. There are still people in the PGA that come across as cool. Mm-hmm. Punk comes across as cool. Yeah. Daniel Daniel Bryan, in a very weird novel way, comes across as cool. Even Ryback, in a strange way. But when, but you, see, when you look at... See, oh, no, after you, after you. You're right, but when you look at Punk and Daniel Bryan, you, whether I'm right or wrong, but you believe that's kind of just um, a bit of an exaggeration on who they really are, you know? 
Well, okay, fine. Whereas the initial, when John Cena came in with the rapping and stuff, when he had that edge, you kind of believe that's what John Cena really was about, you know? Yeah? Yes. Where yes. now, it's, he's just the marketing, PR, say the right things, I'm the good guy, the, the modern day Hulk Hogan, and I know this is almost a cliche about John Cena now, but there doesn't seem to be that edge that there was originally, and it's a bit like, where some people have said he, he seems a bit phony, he's not really himself, which is obviously why we're saying punk, people like punk are really were really over, Brian was really over, The Rock, you know, with the volume turned way up, as they say, Stone Cold, even Shawn Michaels, I mean, I'm not sure about Ryback, um, so obviously, because he's still new, you Ric Flair, um, you know, the Hardys, they didn't cut a promo, but you believe they were real. Edge and Christian, um, to, to, to name but a few. Even to a certain degree, Triple H. Um, you know? so, do you, so do you reckon John Cena is a bit square peg, round hole? At the moment... They're trying to force shape him into something that maybe he just isn't. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean the thing is, he says all the right things. He's, he's a, your, your, your typical babyface. Um, you know, I mean, I know the anti-hero, the, you know, once again, I'm using I'm using the word cliche. Might as well say it again. Fuck me, there's an ostrich. But cliche, Indeed. yeah. And I think maybe that's maybe that's why. I mean, I as much as I like John Cena, and you said he didn't annoy you as much as he has done recently. And I know he's annoyed a lot of fans since about 2006. Let's say you know 2005 Indeed. when the Cena sucks chant started, and they haven't really gone away. Um, and even you were saying. Um, for the first time I've heard you say, this year, Mike, as we're going into WrestleMania, that scene has seemed a bit stale. And I have to kind of agree with you, even though he does have good matches, I like watching him. His promos um, sometimes can, can, can be 9 out of 10, or a 2 out of 10, depending on the day, you know? What's weird about Cena's promos is you could almost write them yourself. Mm. He comes out and says, we are live in so-and-so. Tonight, I'm going to beat someone. You can't see me. Bye! Yeah, it's a bit like he looks at... I mean, you know, he hasn't. He has, it's not like he's reading from a script, but he looks at it, he ticks all the boxes, doesn't quite really add any of his personality, you feel, or anything like that to it, and then goes. I'm not saying he phones it in, because he does have... You know, we know he has very good matches. It's just... Yes. It's just that I think he's capable of a lot more, and we've seen that he's capable of a lot more. Um, but there you go. He's, he's at the moment, as as you said, he is a by the numbers face. He is, and it, it just feels a bit. I mean, what I would mean, you do, I, Mike? I, what would you do? What? Yeah, you WWE are saying we don't want to turn him heel, but we need to get him cheered somewhat. I, I mean, this is the enigma that is John Cena at the moment. I, I don't really have any answers. Uh, how I'd guarantee that? I'm sure WWE don't. I don't think. I mean, I mean, do you have any ideas of how you could keep this guy? a face, but get people behind him a bit more. Well, there's a couple of things you could try. For a start, the comedy rapping thing was very funny. And let's be honest, half the reason that The Rock is over, maybe three quarters of the reason Rock is as much is, is because he's really fucking funny. Cena is very funny, but they're not using it anymore. That's just weird. It was, I mean... Yeah. yeah, you're right. I, I remember, Mike. Um, since now you said that, jogging the old memory, last year, going into WrestleMania, he did cut a few of those rap-type promos, and let's be honest, they were very good. They were very good. And it's, it's such, the thing is with Josh is, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I think they need to give him, give the character of John Cena more conviction. 
He comes out and says, some of you boo me, that's fine. Some of you cheer me, that's great. Whatever. I don't care. Wrestlers, The Rock and Austin and Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Rick Flair, all these people do not care if you boo them or cheer them. All right? And this is true, I don't know, this is true back in the 70s, maybe I'm phrasing this the wrong way, but basically if Cena goes out and wants people, everyone to cheer him, the way to do that is to make a statement and stick to your guns. Don't go out there and try and please everyone. I think he's trying to be all things to all people and the reality is not that great. It's like if you try and do, yeah. if you do anything well, people will like it. I think what he's doing is half-arsed and trying to please everyone, and therefore it's not strong enough for enough people to really get behind it. That's why I said to think, I mean, to pick, as I've been doing a lot recently, there's a musical example, right? Mm-hmm. As, as you know, I'm a big fan of the rock band Def Leppard, right? They did an album in 2002 called X, which wasn't as rock and wasn't as heavy as most of their albums, but it was trying to be a bit, it was trying to be a bit more pop to get into the charts, but then just rock enough to appease normal fans. And it wasn't really anything and didn't do very well. Kind of got lost in the shuffle. I think Cena is a bit like that. He needs to be either strong one way or strong the other way. So there's enough for people to get behind. So this wishy-washy thing in between. That's what I would do. Give him something to, something to be, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think um, we're talking about it a while back. You said, that maybe one good idea is just to keep him off TV for the best part of a year and then come back, you know, as a surprise to, to make a big save on another babyface or something. See, that would work. That would work. And that way you don't have to... And what you could do is you don't have to turn him heel. If you took him out in an injury angle now and brought him back at SummerSlam, as soon as he comes back, he could do the comedy rapping. He could have more conviction. He could have all those changes without him totally changing character. You'd miss a few months of T-shirt sales, that's true. But it's better than having, say, a year-long heel turn where they might miss those T-shirt sales more, you know? You're right. But, that might work. Yeah, but really, after um, WrestleMania Part 2, Extreme Rules or Backlash, whatever you want to call it, um, yes. after that initial pay-per-view, uh, the WWE business really does die off, doesn't it? Um, so yes. surely that's the perfect time then to maybe, if you were going to have Cena go, and then you've got you, you can build up new stars and new baby faces and and almost experiment with different uh, wrestlers and different feuds to, to to see whether they work or not. So once you come up to SummerSlam and then going into Survivor Series and going into Rumble Mania, you know you you've got people that people care about and will pay money for. Ah, so you're thinking, I mean, I can understand that some people would try and argue, rightly or wrongly, if business is down, keep the strong guys about. But what you're saying is because the core fans always stick around and and the mainstream fans piss off anyway, it's a good time to test the waters a bit, that sort of thing? Absolutely, absolutely. I can understand that completely. I mean, I mean, if you remember, um, CM Punk, yeah, it was... It, it was, it was a, a deal, but it, what made him a really big deal is when they tested the waters and basically gave him a mic and said, "Do your thing." And he went out there and uh, you know vented his grievances in a in a, an almost shoot style promo. And uh, let's be honest, CM Punk, he was good. People liked him. The hardcores liked him. But that he went from he went from you know he went from being being you know one of the big guys to being a one of the main eventers, if that makes sense. 
Absolutely. He went from just a, he went from being a superstar to one of their megastars. That's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. And look, you know, as a, but really, when you look at it, Mike, had it, we could argue, make a good case for had it not been for that promo, and then obviously the massive rush of interest in CM Punk, he probably, arguably, would not have had the title for those 400 and so days. Definitely not. I, th- I think if it wasn't for, for what was happening then, he might have, he could easily have slipped. I think he could have become like a Rey Mysterio figure who sought a world title, sort of not. I think like on Raw, I think that could easily have happened to him. Absolutely, I completely agree. And interestingly, on Raw, he came out, didn't say much, uh, got a bit upset, and went away. Uh, do you think that's the last of CM Punk we'll see for quite a while? I know there's been news reports that he's uh, he's going to have a rest or, or anything like that. I mean, what do you reckon? Well, I, I would my instinct would be: is he going to do some kind of character change, like we were saying, and maybe come back a bit different? Uh, in the, in a week or two, but because now, thanks to you, I know that he's a bit hurt. Then yeah, maybe he's going to piss off for a bit. It's possible. It's possible that he could be the guy who goes off and then comes back strong. How? But I have to just say this before we talk about Raw right now. Mm-hmm. The reason he was cool is because he stuck to his guns and convictions. That was what was cool about that character. That he believed in something and he took the, the and he took people with you, you know? No, nope, agreed, absolutely. That's what Sid is missing. He has, he has, he has great matches, he, fantastic matches, he has a great look, but he's lost that intangible X-Factor thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, um, it's there, it's, it's always there. The yeah, la- we, know, we know it's within him. Absolutely. The, the last time, the last time I saw him, uh, I got really behind him, was probably last year with the Lesnar feud. I mean, him being a bit scared and everything, and going into that, being beaten up, you know, a bit down off the rock, that was believable, wasn't it? Well, I remember, if I remember, oh, I can't. Well, I, at the time, I just remember being excited for, for seeing Lesnar back in the ring. I, if I'm honest, I can't remember. All I remember now, looking back, is that that was my favourite match of the year. Yeah, it was, it was, and uh, I, I wish they. Let's put how many, how many buy rates would it have been had that been the match at SummerSlam, you know? And they obviously done it a bit later. It would, would have been amazing, but yeah, that was my match of last year. Enormous! It was fantastic, man. Superb. Absolutely, and I know the Triple H Undertaker match uh, last year's Mania was brilliant, but. Uh, for, for psychology, you know, telling a fantastic story, sheer brutality, and the sheer, this is completely different to every match I've watched probably in the last 10 years that, ha- that has to win. What was weird is you remember, it was kind of strange, it was it was almost like those sort of seven, eight years ago, maybe a bit longer, where Vince McMahon wanted to have a kind of cool style of ruthless aggression. In a weird way, that's what that match was. Yes, absolutely. When you think about it, it was just two guys beating the holy shit out of each other, and fuck me, it was good. Absolutely. Oh, my, my, my girlfriend just called me, Mike. I'm just going to get her on Ooh. the air and, and ask her what uh, she's excited about Monday Night Raw. Go for it, go she's for it. just called me. I'm going to put her on loudspeaker. She's absolutely no idea this is going to happen. Fantastic. Well, let's welcome Michelle. Let's welcome Michelle. Oh, it's ringing. Can you hear it? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Very well. Excellent. Excellent. Hello? Michelle, it's uh, it's your boyfriend and Mike. And Hello! Uh, you're live to tape, babes. Don't swear. 
She's not saying anything, Mike. She, yeah, 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 Michelle. Um, obviously, I'll call, I'll call you back later. Later. Are you excited for Monday Night Raw? Yes. You are excited for Monday Night Raw. Yes. Who are you for? Who? Oh, 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 there's the little one. She's still up at eleven o'clock. That's nice. Um, hello, hello. Is, is that is that your daughter? That is my daughter. She's going to ring me back. She's going to be... Oh, come on, Michelle. Come on, come on. Tell Mike and myself and all the listeners out there. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. She, she's going, she's going <laughs> to watch wrestling. That never happens. One in a million. One in a million. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? Fair enough, we're in the bleeders. We're up high. Come on. She wants to see the flying goat lady. That's Daniel Bryan. Okay. Well, babes, I'll, I'll speak to you later. Okay. I love you. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh, uh, she, I, I think she's, she's going to punch me in the face for that. Right. Um. Okay. Where go? Yeah. Um. What were we talking about back before? Is she gone or is she still there? No, no, no. She's gone now. She's gone. Well, um, I got to say, and just hearing a young lady and a beautiful young lady like Michelle saying, "I'm looking forward to seeing the flying goat." What more could you want in life? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That being, yeah, the match announced. Daniel Bryan, The Undertaker. I know. And Kane. That's going to be so cool. I know. I, to be honest, Mike, I thought my days of seeing The Undertaker live were gone, essentially, you know? I'm not sure if I ever have. That's the one. I'm not sure if I ever have. Oh, well, there you, well, there you go. You will. Hopefully, entrance and all. Interestingly, though, Mike, on a negative note for that match in London well, at the O2... Yes. I half expect it to be some kind of a of a screw job fuck finish, and we'll get the proper uh, that proper main event at Extreme Rules of some sort. That's what oh. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, one one thing that crossed my mind is I, I I suspect this is what you you were thinking as well. It wouldn't surprise me. Have oh my god, Undertaker's been beaten up backstage. He's replaced by Zack Ryder. You know. Oh, <laughs> bit like yeah, the December to dismember. What was it when Sabu was replaced with? Uh, Hardcore, hardcore Holly. Oh, dear, dear. Not that I've got anything against uh, the, guy, the guy, but no. no. I'm nothing against Hardcore Holly, but if you compare him to Sabu, I mean, Jesus Christ. At an ECW event, well, at WWE CW, but yeah. I heard a wonderful description the other day of this. Cast your mind back a bit to the Olympics opening ceremony. Okay. And they were talking about the legendary British... Uh, Music and uh, actors and inventors and culture and all that sort of thing, and they had they had a thing up of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, a thing. So just to bring music again. Sorry, guys. A thing up of of Freddie Mercury. A thing up of David Bowie, and then One Direction. Oh yeah. To me, yes. So it's basically that is the equivalent of what we're we talking about. Undertaker, flying goats, and then and then them replacing people. That's it. That is basically, I mean, that is basically, I heard it described as you can either have the lobster, the caviar, or the sherbet dib-dab. And that, I think you can apply that to what we were just talking about. You know what, I think, I think that's, a, that's a very good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. Unfortunately, I've forgotten what we were talking about. Um, um, then, well, you, you uh, teased the fact that they may, may replace The Undertaker with Zack Ryder. Maybe that's probably what I'm thinking of. I mean, Zack Ryder is the sherbet dib-dab. He's 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 tasty. He's fun. He's kind of retro. But then the Undertaker is sheer class. He's the lobster. He's the caviar. He's the chorizo and buffalo burger. The chorizo. Wow. <laughs> I love chorizo. I know you're a vegetarian, but I love that stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. 
I know. Speaking of which, where, speaking of which, where do you want to have dinner on Monday before Raw? We, should, we need to do something. I've absolutely no idea um, about that. Unfortunately, it all depends on when my mum can get back from work to look after the little one. If that makes any sense. Hello? Mike? Mike, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. That's not good, boys and girls. Um... And we're back. Mike, how are you? Thank, thank goodness for that. What happened there? I've absolutely no idea. My internet went a bit funny, I think. But we're back. We're back. Um, I've completely yes. forgot where we Yeah, uh, in, in relation to this, I'm obviously having a kid, boys and girls. Bearing in mind, she's a two-and-a-half-year-old John Cena fan, no doubt. Um... Uh, I, I need to double check and, and wait when my mum gets back from work because um, I might be a tiny bit not, not late to the show, but I'm not 100 percent sure when I'm going to be able to get there. Fair enough. Well, because I'm volunteering at the school that day, uh, I will obviously be done by about half past three. Oh, that's all right so for some. I, it's it's great for me. Yeah. So I'll probably I might go straight from there up to the O2 and and see because I've got because as you know I've got we've got several uh, of my nearest and dearest coming along that evening. So I'm hoping that maybe we can all have an enormous platter of something together. Pla- absolutely, platter of something indeed. So I've no so, idea what, but we'll think of something. Uh, yeah. Oh dear. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that match. Um, I doubt Brock Lesnar's going to be there, but Mike, uh, three man band called out the shield. It didn't happen, and out came Brock Lesnar and and destroyed all of them. Yes, I uh, the three man band calling out the shield. Is fine. I, I see the three man band. I should hate. I mean, you could argue I should like them because because they're playing an old rock band. But I for, putting that I should hate them because the gimmick is fairly awfully performed. But because I met Drew McIntyre, as I mentioned to you at, the, at an airport recently, I actually kind of like them. However, them versus the Shield. It's so weird because we know Heath Slater, Drew McIntyre, and to a certain Jinder Mahal. A lot more than we know Rollins, Reigns, and Dean Ambrose. But they're just so cool. What, the Shield? The Shield. Yeah, absolutely. The way they're being booked Did is Did you really have to ask? No, no, no. No, not, <laughs> not really. Um, but the mic about the Shield, at the moment, since about, what, Survivor Series? Maybe yes. around then? They've just come out, said a few things, beat people up, interrupted matches different superstars. Um, other than that, they haven't really w- recently said about their agenda and they just keep doing it. Um, Let's be honest, they have no idea what to do with them. No. Uh, maybe, yeah, arguably they don't. But but do you think that's going to get old pretty quick and they need, to, they need to fairly quickly, let's say, decide on what they want the Shield to be and what they want their motivations to be? I think it's it's a tricky one because as I've said a lot recently that phrase for some reason, but basically they need to give them a clear direction or disband. And the reason I say that is I don't want something as good as the Shield to just fizzle out the way the Nexus did. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean it needs to be. I, I, as I said, then they they could build something really 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 big i i mean I, i've said the idea before on a WWE 13 you can have an elimination chamber match yeah yeah right, i mentioned this before but interestingly mike you can uh, and i've mentioned it on the podcast before you can have an elimination tag match 3 versus 3 i like it i like it and basically a bit bit like lethal lockdown 
in terms of they're in their pods. And obviously, you know, you'll have the Shield versus the three of the biggest WWE superstars. And you, you know, and and if the Shield, if the Shield win. I don't know. They 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 get control of Raw for so long, and if and if the WWE superstars win the show, they have to disband or something. But you could do it maybe at Survivor Series or the next, or, or make it a big deal or something. And obviously, um, when you're booking it, the way the pods open, you can have the Shield always have the advantage as well because they're heels. So, you know, I mean, I mean, you you could build it into something big like that. See, I quite liked an idea. I can't remember if you... I think you came up with the idea, and I added to it a bit. This idea we had that we do that, but whoever gets the pin gets a title shot. Ah, yeah, and what's interesting is is in that rela- in relation to that, whoever wins gets the yeah, whoever gets the initial pin after all of them are out after all of them are out the pod for or whatever, gets yeah. the title shot. The shield are a unit, right? As in, like yes, they work together. They probably decide who gets the pin, and that would be good. Whereas the WWE, even though you could argue the superstars, you know, uh, are fantastic. Um, a massive team, they're going to be fighting amongst each other to get the pin. So I think that'll be a fantastic little storyline. It could work very well. I mean, obviously you'd have to work a bit in terms of planning the match to make sure the Shield don't turn against each other. You can tease that a bit. But just if you time it right and time the eliminations right, it could work very well. And I, I personally think it'd be great to see one of them, you know, going for the belt or maybe winning the belt. It'd be great. Well, I'd eventually like two of them as tag team champions. One of them, one of them with the, one of the main titles. I remember you said this before. Yes, I mean you could argue that'd be a ton of bit to NWO, but either way, to see them with with any of the gold would be cool. Yeah, I mean, even if it is just for a month or two. Um, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be long. No, but at one time they can say, you know, we've got all these belts. We're holding up the company. We're not going to wrestle now unless you do this, this, and this for almost or something heelish like that, you know. Exactly. Um, and you could and you could use that to do all sorts of. You could use that to make any any changes that WWE were planning on making. You could use the Shield as a device to do that. You could have something like right. We want to have just one general manager, say Booker T or Vicky Guerrero. You could do something like, right, the Shield are in charge. Our first line of business, we're having one GM, it's Vicky Guerrero. Our second line of business, fire so-and-so. So they go off for a few months because they're injured. You could use the Shield as a way of getting a lot of shit done. Yeah, akin to what we've seen before, like the McMahon-Helmsley era or, thing, or things like that. You know, And yeah, arguably, it, it, it could be very NWA. But let's be honest, by the, you know, if any of the Shield by that time, become standout stars, you've got an instant WrestleMania main event, arguably, for one of the two titles. Oh, that's true, yes. What do you mean? You mean have one of them battling for that big belt, or you mean they turn against each other and battle for the big belt? What do you mean? I I think you you, you just wing it. A bit like Evolution, you know, where Randy Orton was meant to be the big guy. It ended up being Batista. Or you still have them as a unit, and you'll have an up-and-coming babyface uh, um, and t- take them on, and it doesn't have to be the main event of WrestleMania. It could be, you know, like the World Heavyweight Championship. Exactly. I see what you mean. You could see if it goes fantastically well, it could be the top main event. If it isn't, world title will do fine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to the point where I know you don't, we don't like it much, but you could even tease them or have them win the Royal, the Royal Rumble to get to get the main event slot uh, as a unit. Um, I don't really like that. I always, I always, I'm old school, though, Mike. I always like a face winning the Royal Rumble and then going into Mania and winning the main event. But that's just me. No, I know what you mean because a heel winning. I remember when Orton won it. It was so flat and horrible. 
Yeah, you need you need that baby face winning 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 the rumble. You know, Benoit, obviously John Cena twice, The yeah. Undertaker, um, yes. Stone Cold's won it, The Rock's won it. Yeah, most of the time it's been baby faces going in. Indeed, yes. I mean, uh, Lesnar won it once as well, didn't he? Yeah, but he was kind of a baby face going up against. No, no, uh, he was, no I, was, I was agreeing with you. He was oh, a face. He was, time, wasn't he? Yeah. Hmm. So then go against Mr. Angle. He he did he did go against Mr. Angle. Um. Interestingly, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. Who do you think will be cheered most now if that match happened God, in WWE? I'd, I'd love to see it. I mean, I because mean, that is a match that should go down as a real dream match. Well, they had a very good match at SummerSlam 2003. It wasn't the main event. I think it was a third or fourth. Um, I think it was one of the one of the main events. It was Kurt Angle, obviously, versus... Uh, uh, um, Brock Lesnar. It was the same SummerSlam where Goldberg was in the Elimination Chamber and Triple H ah. won, and it was a load of shit. Yes, I remember it well. Yes, but I think if you did that again now, it would mean a lot more. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Because because of Lesnar now being the UFC guy, and Angle being pissing off down south for a bit. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine it on Monday Night Raw. Maybe you know, maybe he beats the Rocket Mania and gets the title or something, and he's standing there on Raw as they like to introduce a new star. Basically, the end of Raw, Mike saying, oh, I'm, "I've dominated it. No one can ever beat me. I'm bad. You know, no one's got the pedigree to beat me. I'm real. I've I've won the UFC. No one, you know, whatever." And then you just hear Angle's music hit. It would be so cool. People would be, yeah, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, it would be incredible, yeah. I mean, it's basically, and also, Angle Angle probably doesn't have many years left in him, if we're honest. So do it soon, for fuck's sake, do it soon. Yeah, I mean, for, for, yeah, for Angle, it'll be one last run, and, you know, give him the title, have, have a two or three pay-per-views with him headlining, have it, have then, it you know, awesome and matches. St- and then stick him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Perfect. Absolutely. Beautiful end, beautiful end to a wonderful career. And I know Kurt Angle doesn't like to do the tours and stuff uh, in terms of, you know, for, for his body. And that's one of the reasons why I went to TNA. But you look at people like John Cena and even CM Punk at the time, they they, do, they don't really wrestle much on Raw, which is, I think, why we think John Cena is, you know, maybe a bit injured. He's got a few niggling injuries. He do, Someone like Kurt Angle wouldn't really have to wrestle on Raw much, Raw at all. Just appear there, cut a promo, and at best wrestling a multi-man tag type match or just a normal tag match where he's protected until obviously the main pay-per-view. You know, I'm glad you mentioned this because that, that has brought something, that has made something cross, that, that has made me, oh, how can I put this? It's reminded me of something that's crossed my mind previously. Yep. Brock Lesnar. Yep. The Rock. Yep. Triple H. Okay. Okay. At the moment, Three of the biggest draws in the company when it comes to the top pay-per-views, the really big ones, mm-hmm. are part-timers. Yeah. Is this good? Is it a good thing for the company that they're investing a lot of time and money to part-timers? Or does it make you think, holy shit, we need to get these guys in to sell a show? Both. Both? In a way, it does mean that, but... I think with these part-time, if booked correctly, I mean, you've got someone like Brock Lesnar, uh, um, uh, you know, dominating people. And then, you know, say like he has this undefeated streak, um, beats everyone, comes up to Mania, and say like, uh, let's pretend he's not facing the Rockies, he's facing someone else like an up-and-comer. Um, I'll throw, for example, say WWE went crazy, Mike, and decided to bring Samoa Joe in, you know? 
Oh, and then Samoa Joe at WrestleMania, you know, on the semi-main event, beats Brock Lesnar, makes Brock Lesnar tap out. So you've invested all that behind Brock Lesnar, big star, and you've got this new up-and-comer, makes Brock Lesnar tap out. Arguably, he's straight away a massive, massive, massive big deal. And he can go into after the WrestleMania for, uh, you know, like having the title, a title feud. So if Brooks right, you can make a star, which is really what, ultimately, they should be doing. They should be putting over the... Than the up and coming guys to make them a bigger deal and make them accepted in the mainstream and to the fans. That's what I feel anyway. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of logic in what you just said, actually. Why? Oh, thank you. That, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean that. I mean, arguably, this is a good a good argument for even though we didn't want to see Triple H versus Lesnar two. Well, funny you say that, Mike. I got to stop. I got to pause you there. Oh yes, why it's is gonna, that? It's going to happen again, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> the carry-on. Lesnar, Triple H, 3. Uh, they, they may as well call this match... You know you have, like, uh, you know, Rock... rock. You know you have, like, a film, like Home Alone, uh, Rambo 2, this time it's personal. Yes. Rocky 3, this time there's a German, or whatever. I, I don't know why I said German. And in number 4, there's a Russian. In number 4, there's a Russian. That's Moving on. Uh, one thing... I, not really... One thing that comes to mind is they may as well call this match uh, Triple H Lesnar 3. We can still do it, honestly. We can still do it. Is, is, is that the name of the paper, you, Mike? Yes. Triple H, yeah. <laughs> it's a, just give us one more try. <laughs> Please. Um, Please. Because their first match was great, but the second one was a fucking stinker in the end. Absolutely. I, I mean, if you look at our WrestleMania review show... Uh, uh, able to download now on iTunes, boys and girls. Um, we we kind of they why kind of com as well, and why not tweet us at www.pod Email us at what's it called again? www.pod.gmail.com. And while we're at it, buy me a kebab. Carry on. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've lost my. I've completely lost what I was going to say now. Um, oh, uh, Bob! Uh, it was uh, about yeah. Triple H and Lesnar, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, well, Lesnar's about the going... second match. About the second match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a reason why it wasn't as good. Uh, allegedly, Brock Lesnar kind of knocked himself out silly within the first few minutes, which I can understand now. Having said that, it was still a bad match, but um, we can almost, we can forgive him essentially. Uh, this time around, Lesnar needs to win, does he not? Oh, good God, he needs to. Win. He should have won all of them so far. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, the Cena one, he should have won. Um, we, we spoke about the alleged reasons why, obviously, John Cena won uh, for that. But, yeah, he. I mean, this is a guy who's lost two out of his three matches he's had in the last year. And we're supposed to still believe he's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he still gets the big deal reaction. But up until... He cannot lose another match until next year's Mania, is what I'm trying to say. I agree completely. Build him properly. Build him properly. When he faces Samoa Joe next year. <laughs> that would be nice, yeah. I mean, just using that as an example. But... Oh, that match would be incredible, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Uh... That would just... They may as well call this match Lesnar versus Joe, someone's gonna die. Someone's gonna die. Um, yeah, yeah, especially the Joe from 2006, as over as he was, you know? Oh, um, if, oh, oh listen to me swoon. Joe's uh, gonna kill you. Joe's let's go, gonna... Lesnar, yeah. Oh, it would be amazing. It would, it, it would, wouldn't it? Um, it would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, what is? I mean, Samoa Joe. He's still he's still wrestling, isn't he? As far as I know, as far as I know. Yeah, I saw an interesting cartoon uh, on. Um, uh, well, no, like a little. What's the word? Not like a cartoon animation, but cartoons in like a little newspaper comic strip. Panic. Okay. Yeah, that's right. A, a couple of little photos of that on Facebook. I don't know if you saw this, where it was where a guy there was the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor logos all as people. If this makes any sense, they were all their heads and they had suits <laughs> on, kind of thing. And there was a guy who came, a guy chairing a meeting between the three, said, "Okay, what can we do to make wrestling relevant and cool to kids and a, a, you know, a huge money-making deal that it once was." WWE said, the WWE said something like movies, and then TNA said push Hogan, and then Ring of Honor said uh, focus on the wrestling, and the next segment was him being thrown out of the window. <laughs> and well, it was like, yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, actually, it, it, actually, WWE wasn't the movies. WWE was going PG related television. Oh, PG related television. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this is an entertainment company now, isn't it? Um, bollocks! You've got a ring. You've got a you've got a twenty by twenty foot ring. Yes, you're entertainment, but you ain't do it through wrestling. Fucking hell! No, I I think most a lot of people agree. And let's be honest, Mike. Um, I cannot argue when they focused on the idea of it being real wrestling. We obviously we're doing the attitude era as well, but it was a lot more real back then than it is now. Let's say. Um. That's when yeah. they, that when they focused on that and you know the, the sport and uh, who who's made it nice and well not simple I'm talking shit now but my point being when they focus on the wrestling try to make it a, a real make it out it is a sport that's when they were most successful surely when you look at their boom periods maybe. if you if you look at you're right really but if, if there's there's a way to look at it that I think sounds like quite well yep you look at the AWA in the late seventies mm-hmm. okay. You had some epic stars like you know Crusher and Baron von Raschke and Vern Gagne, you know, cool people like that. They then had Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant in the in, in well Andre wasn't exactly young, but when they're a bit younger. Okay. Those two then left, and all of a sudden Baron von Raschke and Crusher and Mad Dog Vachon and all that didn't seem quite as cool anymore. If you take the WWF and introduce cool, relevant, badass storylines and then take them away, you can't replace it with what was there before. You know? No, and, and the times they have got the badass storylines and made it relevant in the last, let's say, uh, um, eight, nine, eight, nine years. Oh, I mean, I mean, you've had obviously CM Punk last year. Edge yeah. cashing in his money in the bank was a big deal. I know it wasn't um, relevant to any news stories or something, but that you know that made ratings really, really spike. When they had yes. the the Edge Cena feud, really did a lot for business, didn't it? Um, when you think it about it, did. yes, it really did. Uh, and so there has been times when they've gone for the real, you know, this 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 is what we do kind of thing. By rates and interest, and you, when you even you need to look at Twitter and the news sites, have got interested in it. They can still do it. No one's denying that. No one's denying that. It's just, to be honest with you, I've, I've only, I, this will sound strange, and I don't want to say like I'm sticking to one theme, but I'm just thinking about Cena again. Well, no, you're right. Uh, yep, yeah, agreed. Um, 
whenever my sister says agreed, I always think she's saying like, you know, you, you know, the Harry Potter books. Uh huh. You know, there's a character called Hagrid. Yes. Whenever my sister says agreed, let says agreed, I go agreed, as in she's talking about Hagrid in some very strange voice. <laughs> I didn't know that, Mike. Well, that's something I do. I shouldn't have mentioned Harry Potter on this show, though. No, no, I... I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Yes, but I'm not. Okay, never mind. Moving on, then. Um, well, I mean, talking about, uh, well, from John Cena, one, one successful champion, to one that can't win a match. Ah, I better think I know where this is going. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler losing against Jack, uh, Jack yeah, Ryder. The... No, Jack Swagger. What, what... what the fuck was going on there? <laughs> I know, I mean, fair enough. Uh, uh, the only... Uh, I'm only saying that because on SmackDown it looks like they've confirmed the triple threat match for Extreme Rules between Del Rio. They have, and, yes, yeah, yeah, they have. Um, but still, now, a three-way match between those three sounds great. But just have him win a number one contenders match for God's sake. I know. Yeah, why did he have to have him beat? I mean, it's so it's so easy to just have Swagger next week on SmackDown versus Del Rio. And then basically, you know, they both get counted out or something because Ziggler inter- interferes or something. And then they say, let's just have a three-way. Do it do it that way. Instead of beating Dolph Ziggler. Now, I know, you know, I don't... And, more, I don't... and, and, not, and more or less, I emphasize more or less, doing it clean. Yeah, it, it, well, it was, wasn't it? Let's, let's be honest. Um, and it really reminded me of Rey Mysterio's championship run back after, back after WrestleMania 22. It made me think of the Miz's championship run as well. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, Ziggler's got this nice little, well, not quite faction, but he's got AJ, and he's got some massive Biggie Langston that surely can get involved in matches and help Ziggler keep the title. I mean, if anything, you know, you know, a la Ric Flair, the whole four horsemen. I mean, how... Did you just accidentally say the Hall Forceman? <laughs> yeah, I may have done. The Hall Forceman. The four horsemen. What's a Forceman? Uh, a whore foursome. Oh, oh, whore foursome. Rick, Rick, Rick Flair and the whore. The, I, the, I can't even say the whore foursome. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there I'm you sure, go. I'm sure he had a few of those in the eighties. Uh, abs. Uh, well, well, uh, and during the nineties and early noughties, I'd imagine as well, Mike. Um, Probably, yes. Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, you, you've got this little faction where. It's, I mean, someone like Biggie Langston and, and Aja, ready-made to help Ziggler keep the title. Uh, Allah, as I said, Ric Flair and his four horsemen. You're now you thinking go. so much on how to say that, aren't oh, you? I am. I've got a headache. Uh, is that what the whore foursome said? Yes, that is what the whore foursome said. The four foursome <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to say now, Mike. I'm well, lost so for words. Fruity Sunday. Is Ziggler going to win this match? I know. I know. Obviously, we're we're going to have our yearly fun. Who's going to be the best at predicting pay per view game? Uh, we mentioned throughout the year, but uh, we'll, we'll do that when we're previewing Extreme Rules. But who okay. who do you think is going to win this match? Oh, Ziggler has to win. He has to win. Has to win. Is he if going he... to win? Yeah. I mean, are you basically saying Ziggler has to win? I'm basically saying WWE do occasionally do some weird decisions. We've said this. No one can be that stupid. No one. Ziggler got cheered through the roof when he won the title. And not just by the British fans that were in the building doing the Fandango. 
I never thought I'd say that on one of our podcasts. But I just... They can't be that stupid. Can they? Yes. Well, we've seen no. it before. We've seen it before, Mike. I'm, yeah, to be honest, I would, I, even I, the, the cynics that we both are, Mike, sometimes, I think yeah. we'd both be quite surprised if Ziggler didn't keep that title somehow. Well, let's be honest. I mean, their choices are we've got Ziggler, Del Rio, Swagger. Are right. we going to put it on the baby face that isn't working, the the heel that's going through the roof, or the racist? That's their choice. Yeah, and let's be honest, uh, the, the racist angle wasn't quite, didn't really, it peaked a bit too early, arguably. Wasn't really over at WrestleMania, and not too many people cared about the match. No. Um, so, there you go, and, well, yes. Uh, the only thing I like about Jack Swagger is, obviously, Dutch Mantel and his music. The, the only thing I like about Jack Swagger is Dutch Mantel and his moustache. Oh, that is awesome, isn't it? I mean, that's the main attraction for me of, of, of Swagger and Mantel. Is, is Mantel's moustache. Yes. That's about it. Especially when Movember comes around. Now, now let me guess what. Movember is where you let your moustache grow and then you like, get sponsored for it for charities, right? Yeah. So if you've already got a moustache, what do you do? Make it grow longer. Ah. Can, did, did, do you think you could add, you know, like hair extensions, moustache extensions? I mean, surely oh. that's... We can have fake moustaches, so surely in this day and age, in 2013, we can have moustache extensions, no? It, it can't be beyond the wit of man to somehow work that out. No, they're just tiny hair extensions, aren't they, surely? Yeah, tiny hair extensions. Does it, can anyone out, if anyone out there can make some moustache hair extensions, send them in to us. Email us at www.podcast.gmail.com and I will wear them every Sunday. And I work on Sundays. So, you can get about... moustache extensions. You can? I've Googled it. Fantastic. Where from? Um, I don't know, but there's websites and uh, there's pictures. Oh, my oh, God. Really? There's pictures. Of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Send me one. Send me one. Well, Mike, go to Google, type in moustache okay. extensions, click on images. There are some moustache extensions. extensions. Let's see extensions, what I can extensions. find. Yeah, uh, 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 there's one that, yeah, third image along, guy in a hat, uh, very much looks like something like Dutch Mantel should do. Moustache extensions and images. The th- oh, I've seen him. Yes, yes, in the- wow. amazing, uh, amazing, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> there you go. There you go, boys and girls. Moustache extensions, images, Google. Have a look. I think it's the third one along. You, you can't miss it, really. You can't miss if, it. If you go slightly further down, there's a baby with a moustache. That's that's worrying. I think that's how Dutch Mantel came out of the womb. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. So there you go. Movember, boys and girls. Could we... Oh, oh, Hulk Hogan's on it as well. He is, isn't he? He is indeed, yeah. but he does. Surely he doesn't have a moustache extension. Surely his is all man. I hope so. I'm sure he bleaches it, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Although I get puzzled because d- does he bleach his moustache or darken his sideburns? Which one is it? And how do you darken sideburns anyway? Do you just kind of fill them in with pencils? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. But then he gets, he's got that fake hair now, hasn't he? Under. Has he? Yeah, it's fake. That hair he has now. 
It's fake. Yeah, is it? like, you know when he has his... Um, I'm sure it is. You know when he's had his... He's got his thing on his head. Bandana. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can tell the hair's fake. I'm sure of it. Oh, I well, never thought about it. you compared it. it to what he looked like with his real hair, absolutely. So to be honest with you, I'm very bad at noticing things, fake things like that. Okay. Like, like when I was a kid, and this is going to like an odd segue, but stay with me. When I was a kid, if ever we go to like a panto, a pantomime, uh-huh. I would never realise that the dame was a bloke. <laughs> ever. <laughs> it, was, it would be at the very end, or my dad would make a joke, and I'd go, what? Hang on. You mean that? Oh! And like, if someone's got a wig, I never have any idea. If someone has got a fake penis, I never know. I don't know why I said that. I know, If someone's got like a fake thing or something is not what it's supposed to be, if that makes any sense, I never work it out. I see. I never work it out. Like, like for all I know right now, my sister could walk in wearing a fake moustache so I would say nice shoes. I just don't, I just don't notice anything. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Ah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a bad way to be. Maybe that's why I'm so ignorant to the rest of the world, which, I, which is how I like to be. You see, boys and girls, I'm astonishingly ignorant to what happens around the world. I really am. A couple of years ago, and gather round, a couple of years ago, I remember watching, this is like an odd thing to say, well, not for me, I was watching the news, which I never do, and there was a thing that said, riots in Paris, into 12th day. I never even knew there was a first day. I was watching the news, and went, hang on, what riots? And my, my brother said, what do you mean, what riots? You're in the 12th day. I have no idea what you're talking about. I never notice anything. Right now, there could be a goblin sitting in the corner of my room, and I would notice his hat. That's just me. James, will you confirm this? Yep. See, it's all true. Confirmed. Confirmed. Speaking of confirmed, Catholicism. Speaking of Catholicism, there's a new pope. Speaking of the new pope, who should be the uh, new pope of TNA? I don't know, Mike. I have no idea. I heard something the other day. Um, give me two seconds, Mike. Talk to the fans. I oh, okay. quickly need to do one thing. Go for it. Excellent. One minute. Back in a second. No problem. I, what, should we, guys, what should we talk about while James is gone? Let me think. Well, wrestling would be a good fucking start, wouldn't it? Uh, let me think. Yes. I was watching an episode of... Uh, no, I wasn't. Why the hell would I be watching it? TNA the other day. Uh, I, someone had put on Facebook again. I'm, I'm repeating a lot of references today. Uh, but uh, is it is it Adam Pierce? Is that his name, or Brent Albright? One of those guys, a five-time NWA champion, debuted for TNA, and apparently he used to be the Ring of Honor Booker, which I never knew. This is really old news a lot of you, but I never knew this. And he's just uh, debuted for TNA. Now then, obviously this is a good thing. A five-time, a five-time NWA champion. I'm back, and a five-time NWA champion. A five-time NWA champion. I can't remember if his name is Adam Pierce or Brent Albright. Has just debuted for TNA in one of the gut challenge. Honestly, it's not tough enough, mother matches. Okay. 
and won his first one and lost Excuse the second one. Won first one, lost the second one. Yeah. And apparently this guy used to be a booker for Ring of Honor. Huh. Yeah. It was like, um... Who was their book originally? Uh, Gabe Sapolsky went. Then this NWA guy took over. Then he left. Now he's just debuting for TNA. So this is clearly someone they're hoping is going to be a big star. And yet his second match, he lost. Oh, dear. Yes. And basically what I'm getting at is this. If Dolph Ziggler had just lost only his... First match, in fact, as a world champion. And also, this guy, Brent Pierce, or whatever his name is, has just lost his second match for TNA. That makes you wonder something. It makes me wonder if, in a bizarre way, the same person is doing some of the, maybe all of the bad booking, the bad bits, I mean, not all of it, obviously, TNA do and WWE do are being booked by the same bloke who just sneaks into both meetings wearing fake moustache extensions. And is he sabotaging it? I think he is, but the question is who the hell is it? Any idea? It's Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck? Who looks a bit like Rick Rude. Yes, he does. In fact, he looks a lot like Rick Rude, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he really does. Especially, yeah, especially after Rick cut his hair. So you're saying that Tom Selleck <laughs> is secretly booking for both TNA and WWE? Yes. Interesting thought. I mean, I assumed it was this guy. <laughs> Fun! Dango. Haven't heard of him for a while. That's a good point, though. What it, it probably is Tom Selleck. How, how did I not think of that before? There you go. There you go, boys and girls. You know, Tom Selleck. He what? What was he famous for? He was in Friends. Um, three men and a baby. Three men and a lady. Uh, three men and a lady. And wasn't he also in uh, what's it? This. Oh, what is it called? Think back to your childhood. I know, but I completely forgot what it's called. You must remember. It was, I think, because you're, cause you've got a couple, only like two years old. So if you've got a couple of years on me, I don't remember this show. But I remember talk of it. I don't know, Mike. You'll, you'll have to tell me. I've completely, it's on the tip of my Miami tongue. Vice. Pardon? Miami Vice. Which has given me a very cool idea. Um, that Taz now looks like Danny DeVito. No? I'm loving your mind this evening. <laughs> oh, oh, Kid Cash, Kid Rock. No? What about him? No, no, my idea is this. Yep. One thing that you and I have done, not very often on here, but once or twice, is we've played a wee game, if you see what I mean. I've had an idea. Now, you know, obviously, it'd be very easy to do something like name the wrestler theme or whatever, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. We've done that before, I'm sure of it. Yes, we have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But one one is, if we're going to do some sort of pay-per-view game thing, 
And we and obviously we are launching a very new, very special section to our website, which I'll ask James to talk about in a minute. Wink, wink. I've had an idea. Which Phil Collins songs should wrestlers have as their theme tunes? Which Phil Collins? <laughs> That's good. What do you? I don't know. I don't know enough Phil Collins songs that from the top of my head. I, I do, but um, they're not many. No, I've got one for Natalia with her farting. Yeah, in the air tonight. <laughs> Um, it's you're... such a stupid gimmick, isn't it? Yeah, oh God. Luckily, they don't do it anymore, Mike. Luckily, they don't do it anymore. Um, this, but... this, in, this beautiful woman, a great wrestler, and yet we're going to... What? I know. And this is supposed to be an age of family entertainment. It's not. It, it clearly isn't. So, so... What, what else? Would... Um, well, the last thing that happened on Raw, um, Ryback... Oh, that's a good point. Which probably took. Oh, see there how he no sold my Phil Collins idea. No, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to get back to you on that. I think we by the next show, Mike. Uh, we always forget to do it. You're gonna have to remind me. We need at least, at least three to four. Or, you know, no less than three, maybe five Phil Collins songs to put to wrestlers. Well, I've got one idea already. Oh yeah. Which is Vince McMahon. Uh, he does a lot of... Oh, no. Oh, I've got it. David Otunga. Yeah. Because he likes to sue, sue, sue Dio. Uh, <laughs> very good. Have you had have you any idea what song I'm talking about? No. Piss. I, I don't know enough Phil Collins. How could you not know Phil Collins songs? I know. I know. I don't. I don't. I, it's one of those things where when I hear that and people are like, oh, that's Phil Collins. I'm like, oh, yeah. Of course it is. I've got one more. Against all odds. Yeah. TNA. Well, sort of. Jeff Hardy. He's never coming back to the WWE. Against all odds. That's true. Um, Mark Henry, easy lover. No? Uh, oh, I, th- I think he'd be quite a difficult lover. He'd be quite difficult to um, fight. Um, we could fight. have The Rock versus Cena if it's the third time. We could have one more night. Ah, oh, lovely idea. Lovely idea. And Samara Joe could come out to Do You Remember when I was good. No. Um, Do You Remember? Yeah. How, how does that one go? No idea. I'm looking at the list of Phil Collins songs. Oh, I see. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Um, Big Show, True Colours, because he's not very good. No? <laughs> That's quite good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, there was one I thought of just now. Oh God! Mark Henry on my way. In brackets out. Oh, that'd be good. Could we have Mark Henry and May Young groovy kind of love? Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyway, this segment's clearly going nowhere. So um, let's have a think. Ryback. Yeah. You were talking about Ryback. Ryback and his uh, kind of awkward interview that went what, on for a while. Um, what do you think of that? It's in. in he gave reasons why he doesn't like John Cena. Um, he gave reasons why he attacked him because he lost at WrestleMania against Mark Henry and it doesn't make any sense. Did I say that aloud? Um, yeah, yeah so, so he gave a few good reasons. I guess they had to do that interview. It's good that it wasn't live, so he, did, he didn't really mess up because he said a lot. And then the main segment, um, he moaned at John Cena. John Cena moaned back at him. 
and then the shield came out, and then Ryback didn't help him. Oh, and that was, I mean, yeah, you had a lot more heat at last week's war when Ryback took him out. It's 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 uh, when Ryback attacked Cena, the place went mental. Because here is a guy that, although Ryback isn't brilliant, we know this, he's a guy that most people like, being up Cena, who, I don't know, how popular Cena is varies from town to town, is sometimes quite difficult to gauge. But it was a really cool idea, these two coming together. It seems that by involving the Shield, briefly, maybe not briefly, we don't know yet, they're trying to make Ryback more of a full-blown heel. Yeah, but, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure if that's going to work. No, well, they're, they're trying to, uh, this year, but then I couldn't help but think, oh, the Shield are really to do with the Undertaker feud. Oh, yeah. Well, I can assume Ryback's paid them. Fair enough. That's my thinking, is that they've been paid off by Ryback. I mean, we all know they, they, were, they were paid off by Heyman several times. Yes. yes we found that out eventually. When we pay the Shield to do a job, which, of course, they haven't done yet because they keep winning. Ah. But, um, yeah, with Ryback, I, I think they should just, just keep them both as they are. I don't think he should go any more heel because the whole point is people who don't like Cena normally wouldn't like Ryback either because he's not fantastic. But let's be honest, if you've got a Ryback-Cena feud, they're going to side with Ryback. Don't make him totally heel and alienate them, those fans. Keep it simple. You know? Completely agree, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep it simple. Exactly. And, and in terms of that promo, I thought he was quite good, but it went on too long. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, it, yeah, it went on. Yeah, it did go on too long. And they didn't really, I mean, a bit like the Rock Cena, uh, a few, and arguably the Undertaker, CM Punk, they, it, it didn't really seem to progress much. Now, bearing in mind, I know they've got quite a few weeks until Monday Night Raw, but I think we're missing. You know, like um, how... Back in the day, Mike. Hang on, hang, hang, hang on. Do you mean a couple of weeks until Extreme Rules? Yeah. Okay, fine. Carry on. They got a fair weeks until the next. Sorry, until the next pay per view. And I yeah. think we're. I think we're. We've missed uh, over the years the really exciting backstage segments that occasionally ended Raw on a big note, like the Brian Pillman with the gun, things like that. You know, like where Ryback maybe throws Cena off a big bridge, or uh, I don't know. But but something like that to, to get heat, and then you can't, you know, and then you think, shit, I need to tune into either SmackDown or next week's Raw to see what happens. And I haven't really felt that way for quite a while. Hmm. Whether or... Mm, mm, I see what you mean, actually. But do, do you remember those occasionally, now and again, maybe three or four times a year, you wouldn't really have a segment, a raw ending in the ring. You'll have an ending like with a big, big, big segment, either backstage or, or something like that, you know? Which, which yes. was a big deal. You know, or like, for example, I think um, it didn't, I don't think raw ended like that, but John Cena throwing Edge into the uh, Long Island Sound, into the river, you know, that big lake river. Yes, I remember it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we don't really have too many things like that. And if Ryback had done that to John Cena to progress their feud, you know, as John Cena's going home or something after a promo, you you know, like he smashes his car off a... I don't know, but something crazy like that to get more heat, you know, it's going to make it... 
I don't, I don't know. I'd be a bit more excited by it, by what they've done in the past. Another promo in the ring, talk left and right, and you get beaten up or whatever, you know? Hmm, I see what you're getting at. I mean, the way that they finished it, where Ryback didn't help Cena against the Shield, it was just fairly obvious. Yeah. Wasn't it? I mean, yeah, maybe you could have had, I don't know, John Cena get beaten up by the Shield, Ryback not help. Fairly obvious. And then Ryback, and then um, Cena's taken backstage into the ambulance and Ryback kind of gets into the ambulance and then drives it off somewhere. Or, 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 oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, but do, do, do something like that. And then you're thinking, shit, I want to see what happens next week. Where really you're like, oh, they'll come out and have a, you know, I don't know. But there just doesn't seem to be as much heat as there was last week. They seem to have lost something. I like that. I, I like that ambulance thing. I think that's quite cool. I mean, it's happened before, isn't it? With The Rock against Hogan. That worked. That's true. Where, where, do you mean where they had... Um, where they smashed that truck into the side of the ambulance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, do anything... Do, do just something like that. Um... So what you're saying is, is that Ryback should have gone outside with Cena... Yep. Put Cena in ambulance and then Hulk Hogan drives into the side of the ambulance. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. That would be, be a big pop. Yeah, but, I mean, there's so many things you could do. Like, you could make Ryback injure Cena so much where uh, the storyline could be basically, you know, um, if Cena doesn't wrestle at Extreme Rules, Ryback is the champion, you know? And and you could have not Cena's music hit, but him not come out and come out at Extreme Rules at the last minute after taking a couple of weeks off from Raw, for example. I don't know. That, that is instantly good. That's good. You reckon? You reckon? Yeah, but there's something like that, something different to what they're doing. A cut a promo, cut a promo, we'll hit each other, we'll have a match. And basically, a lot of that was what going into WrestleMania 29 was. I hadn't thought of it like this, really. I mean. But haven't you, you realised? When you compare even to. Once again, I don't want to hark on about the Attitude Era, but even. even even before then and after, we're, we're missing uh, we're missing these backstage segments or, or these segments that quite aren't always in the ring or cut in a promo that, that, that make you really want to see a match or, or a feud or something. You, you know, like when, when The Rock blew up DX's bus, things like that. When uh, there, If you remember when Stone Cold was allegedly coming back and everyone thought they saw Stone Cold, um, you know, before Backlash uh, 2000. Do you remember that? When Stone Cold was coming back to help The Rock? Vaguely. Yeah, and there's all these segments where, where there was a snake or there's someone was drinking a can of beer they thought was... You know, but all these gimmicky backstage segments, and I don't think we didn't have any at Mania, obviously, but I think we're really, really lacking them to, de- to help develop some storylines where you don't always need them to go in the ring to cut a promo. There are different ways of, of getting you invested in a storyline, and I really don't think that's happening anymore. I mean, fair enough, you know, Mark Henry attacks Sheamus, who gives a shit, um, but that was it, and, you know, you could do that anyway. I mean, considering it's Mark Henry, as you say, it's just everything he does is awful. Yes. I think the most entertaining thing, I think the best thing, the, 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 the tastiest thing, if that's the right word, Mark Henry has ever done was when he wants maybe a pot noodle. Absolutely. And, there was, and, then, and then he wouldn't let me eat any of it. <laughs> did, did he eat the carton as well? Yeah. Bastard. I know. I was hungry. I hadn't had, I hadn't had any dinner. Anyway, but uh, yeah, when it comes to the backstage segment thing, it's kind of one of those things where I didn't really... It's happened so little recently, I didn't realise it wasn't there anymore. Really? Yeah, that feeling, uh, you say, at the end of what, holy shit, I have to see this next week. 
I don't, I felt it a few times last year, but I don't think I felt it this year yet. That feeling of crap, what's going to happen next time? I don't think I've had it yet this year, which is an odd thought, a slightly sad thought. Hmm. And right back driving away with Cena in an ambulance would have definitely given me that feeling. Yeah, of like. Yeah, I, I, I mean, other than going into, I think the last, well, it was last year probably. The last time I thought, oh, what's going to happen in Raw next week was probably when Brock Lesnar came back. Um, ah, yes. But, but the amount of times I get that feeling is a lot less. Maybe it's because I've become a jaded wrestling fan, Mike. But it's a lot less than 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 it was even five, even probably five, six years ago. Sometimes when I I'm, don't, I don't think it's a jaded fan thing. I think it's just if fans become more wise to it. They should be developing new ways to do it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. As if I can't wait to watch Raw. I mean, how many times have you... How many times... I could probably count on one hand in the last six months, maybe even a year, the amount of times I was really excited about Raw only because of how Raw ended, you know, the the last week or or something like that. And, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not. Wow. Never thought of it like this. I mean, I, I, I'm... I'm I'm always interested. I'm always excited to a level to watch Raw, but yes. I very rarely had that. I can't wait to watch Raw. You know, you know, you know when, when you just get so excited about something. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and and uh, even though I enjoy Raw and I look forward to it, I've not really been excited. I mean, look forward to it. Yes, not really been excited about it much in the last six seven months. Hmm. You see, this is weird, because although to an extent I know what you mean, I kind of don't want to agree with you, because then that means that I always feel like I'm admitting defeat on Raw. No, no, I still like, yeah, but the th- what I'm trying to say, Mike, is I still look forward to Raw. I of still course. enjoy it, believe it or not, despite what, you, what we've been talking about. I still enjoy it. I still think, oh, yeah, he's coming out now, this should be good. My point being is, I, uh, uh, less and less, I've got to the point where, I finished watching Raw. I'm like, holy crap! I cannot wait for the next Raw. In terms of, you know, you're really, you're, you're more excited than usual. You know, go going into it rather than just looking forward to it. For example, whereas normally it's a six out of ten, uh, my excitement. You know, I'm talking about being really excited. Nine out of ten, ten out of ten, like it was maybe even ten years ago or so. You know, things like that. Um, so, 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 how would you? Mm. Well, for example, when Edge cashed his money in the bank in. Live sex celebration, couldn't wait to watch Raw. Brock yes. Lesnar beating CM Punk, couldn't wait to watch Raw. Even at the end of some pay-per-views, I'm, um, you know, it's a bit like, oh, well, Raw's next. It'd be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not excited. When Triple H picked up Stone Cold Steve Austin in a forklift truck. Stone Cold Steve Austin picked up Triple H in a forklift truck when Triple H was trying to get away in that car. Turned it over and crushed the car, for example. When um, Stone Cold Steve Austin um, let a snake bite Triple H's face. Couldn't wait to see the end result the next week or the next time. You know, that was when SmackDown was on. Um, you know, I think, I think the next time. Uh, things like, th- you know, things like that. I suspect yeah. if they want to get Raw in that sort of thing again, where you cut, where the end of every Raw needs something punchy to oh, bring no, you not, back. Not every Raw, but, you know, once every couple of months, you know, once every now and then, if that makes sense, you know? Especially when they're trying to shoot a hot angle. And let's be honest, Ryback versus Cena should be quite, a, you know, a hot angle. It's a match that they kind of tease at the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, and, and it's 
it's a match that people do do want to see, as proved last week on Raw. I'm almost speechless. Why's that? Because I've no idea how to solve this one. Well, did, well, I, I, well, we already suggested the ambulance idea or something like that um, to, to get a bit of... I mean, I mean do, do you feel that the amount of quality backstage segments uh, have definitely gone down over the last few years? Um... I guess so. Like, I, I never really thought about it. I mean, WrestleMania had none. I can, fair enough. They, time constraints, maybe. WrestleMania had nones. Had no, no, none, as in backstage segments, Mike. Um, oh, not, not like a religious nuns. person. Nones. No, no, no. Not none, none, no. Nones! No, no, no. It's not Sister Act. Um, no. Or Father Ted. Or Father... Fuck off. But, I mean, how, Mike... Now, that, you... would be a good, that would be a good end to Raw. <laughs> John Cena gets attacked by three nuns. Ryback takes off a mask and he's Father Jack. Oh, that would be... <laughs> swerve! Um, what a be... swerve that would be. <laughs> well, feed, fu- feed, feed me nuns. Feed me nuns. Well, funny enough, um, talking about bizarre matches, uh, I was on yes. the uh, Wrestling Observer message board and oh, yeah. there, there was, um, there was a, a topic about what celebrity match you'd like to see at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. And uh, someone mentioned, and I would love to see this, Mike, um, yeah. and Brock Lesnar versus Justin Bieber. Oh, no, that would be a laugh. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I think that would be the biggest WrestleMania buys ever. Or, ah, if they really wanted to make... You know, we said before there was a rumour of him doing the National Anthem, and we were furious at the idea. Absolutely we were, Mike, yeah. And in the end, they got a singer who no one remembers. And then, uh, what would be, what would be, this will sound weird. But I think in, it was Lewis Hamilton's girlfriend, wasn't it? No, 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 not, no? not that year. Uh, okay. Kerry Hilson. It was oh, her. okay. Who again, no one remembers who she is now. At least you remember who Lewis Hamilton's girlfriend is, vaguely. Only because I follow uh, Formula One. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Shirt Swinger. That's her name, Shirt Swinger. Shirt Swinger. <laughs> Nicole Shirt Swinger. That's her name. But maybe if... <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. That is her name, Mike. That is, is better pronounced than I can. I don't know. That. Yep. Nicole, okay. Shirt swinger. Shirt swinger. That's it. Nicole Shirt swinger. You remember if Justin Bieber came on stage, whatever, at WrestleMania to go to do the make a letter of them, and he goes, "Oh, say can you?" And after about three words, you just hear "dun, dun, 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 dun." Out comes Lester and just punches him square in the face. And F U's him off the stage or ramp. And and yes, and F and F fives him off the ramp. <laughs> F U yeah, sorry, F five. Off through the Spanish announce table. <laughs> and, and you, you, you know you know you'd get a chant at one more time, wouldn't you? Oh you really would. <laughs> and that chart would never end. <laughs> it would go on for most of the night. It would become the new It's kinda of weird, it's like raw last week. Right, which yep. obviously had the thing about the amazing crowd. Yes, Sheamus versus Randy Orton. I said this sort of last week. Should, would normally be an interesting match, but because the crowd were quite interesting and they got really bored, they just started doing their own shit, and it was hilarious. If we saw that crowd there for WrestleMania featuring Justin Bieber versus Brock Lesnar, 
The the one more time would never. We I, I just want to be in charge of baby baby ow and things like that. Or like uh, we the whole night would just be fuck you, Justin. If Justin Bieber ever put the WrestleMania, the chance would be by far the funniest part of the show. Yes, it would. <laughs> It would be. Having it? said that, no, Justin Bieber, he'd be two hours late. Hi all. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go, Mike. Uh, would, th- <laughs> would you find something, right? Yep. If we had, because we, you have various musical guests over the years, right? And you had Aretha Franklin twenty years apart, and she looked slightly different, to be uh, uh, subtle. If we had. If it became a tradition that every WrestleMania, now there's been quite a few of them, you had whoever did the theme tune 20 years previously. And then at WrestleMania 48 or whatever, well, it had to be 55, we get, a, we get a 40-year-old Justin Bieber, who no one's seen for 20 years, who's like a heroin-filled alcoholic, <laughs> comes on as this, Ah! Say, yeah, yeah, ah, ah. <laughs> And then 20 years to the day, once again, you hear... And Beamer's like, oh, not again. And he shits himself in the middle of the ring. And then Brock Lesnar goes, I'm back, and punches him in the face, and then then goes away like a crab. (laughs) Now that would make you watch Raw next week. Absolutely. There you go. Problem solved, Mike. See, I'm so do, do, do you think that should just be Brock Lesnar's gimmick now? Uh, uh, until he faces Triple, Triple H or until next is Mania. There's a celebrity everyone hates in the ring. They start doing something annoying and then you just hear, done, 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 and he just it punches him in the face. F5s and walks off. It might not be a bad gimmick for Fandango as well, in a weird way. Oh, true. Because then everyone could sing his theme tune and then he just slaps someone and wanders off. That'll do. Dances off into the dis- into the distance. Do you want a fandango with me? Yes! And then he fucked off. I did. I like the fact that the uh, Raw After Mania, he was on the floor, injured, but he still managed to get his name out. Oh, yes. I think I remember this, just about. Yeah, I enjoyed that bit. I, I enjoyed that moment, Mike. Because remember, you have to breathe into the A's. Absolutely. <laughs> breathe into the A's. Absolutely. I say A's for the record. That wasn't a sexually transmitted disease joke. No, Just... A's. Not A's. A's. Breathe into the A's. Um, <laughs> well, uh, before, we, before we do go off, um, the, uh, on the website, um, we'll have a new thing launching, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. The cul-de-sac of crap. Which, obviously, many of you are aware that Mark Henry is an honorary member of... Um, and so is his crap match at WrestleMania, which will be on there as soon as I can. Mark Henry is the poster boy for the cul-de-sac of crap, let's be honest. At the end of the cul-de-sac of crap, there should be a kebab shop, because Mark Henry stands there so much of the time. Because that's what I, I do. That's what he does. That's what they... Because that's what I do! What do you do? Ribs! <laughs> Ribs. Which is ironic, because you've never seen his. No. <laughs> Well, then, <laughs> Mike, um, I, take yes. us away. T- take us away. Take us away. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Let me see now. Uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? No 
idea. Oh yeah, I hadn't said anything yet, had I? That's probably the problem. Okay, fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's difficult to come up with things every single week, obviously, to end the show in a wonderful way. Now then, it will be. We've just been talking about Mark Henry, a man who's gone from the heights of. Excuse me, I just burped. To actually, just that sums up quite well. <laughs> Good night. Monday night the WWE Sports Entertainment, Entertainment Entertainment, the state of Florida, the country of the United States, the Western Hemisphere, the planet Earth, the heavens above, the galaxy.